the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I'm here. <laughs> and the guy who's really excited to be here because it's such a great episode is John. Uh, it's uh, see, or episode 20 of season two, Megatron's Master Plan, part two. And with on the last episode, Paul, with the help of the wealthy Sean Berger, Megatron drives to prove the Autobots are evil, but Spike discovers the tape is a Decepticon trick. However, before he can reveal the truth, the Autobots are found guilty and banished from the Earth. Megatron reprograms Teletran 1, sending the Autobots on a one-way journey into the sun. And this week, (laughs) it's, well, we open with Decepticon Day. Yeah, because they just uh, turned those drumheads inside out and wrote this crossed-out Autobot and wrote in Decepticon, yeah. It's a Decepticon Day. Those things cost money. No, it's Decepticon. It's, the, the humans in this... Turntail, they are just, they're bandwagoners. Oh, my God. They're like Leafs fans who are Detroit fans in the offseason, if that makes sense. Yeah. We're having Decepticon Day. And uh, uh, Starscream's like, why don't we just take over now? Megatron says, I got my reasons. I got my reasons. We'll see later. Uh, but we go back to Spike. And if you remember in the last episode, I, I, I mentioned how Ravage arrives and traps Spike. And that's stupid. Here's why. Because... We're watching the whole thing again. We go back in time (laughs) to watching Spike figure this all out. And I'll point out when the video again, when the Autobots left at the end of the last episode, it was night. It is now day, which means Chip was like, hey, well, Spike's still getting evidence. Spike's been gone for, I don't know, what, 18, 20 hours. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Spike figures it out again. There's a couple times in this episode where they just repeat the same thing. Somebody hears the thing a second time and reacts to it like it's the first time. Ravage arrives, and he and Spike run around for a bit. He smashes into a yeah. computer. Spike escapes. Yeah. And then, Paul, what the fuck up? What the fuck was up with the high school dance? Yeah, it says, it says teen dance tonight, but it's the middle of the day. And, it, like, they go inside, and, like, Soundwave is, is oh. like, the sound and light show. And, like, Rumble is dancing with these kids. I know. And That's the thing. Ravage so- is sitting there, and one of them's, like, trying to pat him. And then one of them is, like, because Laserbeak is just perched there on the floor sitting up and it's like laser beak want a cracker it's like oh my god it just it felt wrong on a lot of levels yeah it felt I like mean. a bunch of grown-ups going to a junior high yeah. dance like, what are you guys doing here we go back to the autobots <laughs> and they are still flying towards the sun and they're being led by Co- cosmos yeah there's a, a little new little green ufo guy that we've he's not, not just a ufo he's a brand new transformer and kids are gonna buy him and it doesn't make matter that it doesn't make sense what he is he's a stupid looking ufo that doesn't even look like a ufo but the kids are still gonna buy him and i'm gonna get the bonus you prick <laughs> Man, okay. that guy's high strung. This, He's getting yeah. this season. It's all the new ones, I oh, think. Horrible. Uh, my brother actually had Cosmos. Yeah, my cousin things. did he too. He was one of the and ones to transform. Being... All you did was you pull him out and stand up. Yeah, and, done. He, and even <laughs> like the arms were half circles. He he was a shitty robot. Yeah. He was a dumb dumb transformer. Yeah. In in all this stuff in the ship, the the Autobots realize what Megatron's done, which is cut their communications to Earth and steer them towards the sun. And because because Cosmos is tied into Teletran 1, he yeah. can't change his, his course either. His guidance is locked in, too. Like, what? Okay, whatever. So we go back to Megatron on Earth, and he's at the Ark, I think? 
All right, I got a computer somewhere, and he watches the spaceship collide with the sun with Burger standing yeah. behind him. Kaboom. And very early in the episode, we go to a commercial break. And you're thinking, oh, and wow, that was We come back, quick. and Megatron and Burger, oh, they go to a press conference. And Spike shows the evidence he found to the mayor, uh, but the and they oh they oh, the mayor's like I think I got a plan which they don't really, yeah. <laughs> and then there was this dysfunctional fucking family, watching. So they're at, we go to this just <laughs> random house and there's there's this little kid coloring uh, a picture of <laughs> yeah. Megatron. I need a metal colored crayon. Mom, for and, this. Like, and she's like, man, there was no crayon in the box that said metal color yeah, on it. There was gold <laughs> and silver. If you got one of those jumbo ass sixty four oh, things yeah, of crayon, one of those ones. Yeah. But I grew up with we the all had, had like that. The, the twelve or sixteen <laughs> colors where you have like, oh, here's three shades of blue. I you had didn't those need. like eight or whatever was in it. The fa- so the kid's like, mom, I need this crayon, and she's like, not now. I'm watching TV. Megatron's on TV, <laughs> yeah. and then the dad's just sitting in a chair, day drinking scotch. <laughs> Fucking this is Megatron. Any questions? <laughs> Imagine if they just started asking him, like, asinine shit, like, uh, what is your uh, advice for the stock market? Uh, should I, what about the, should I get my snow tires on soon? Like, Who uh, are you wearing? <laughs> yeah. How do you make a baby? <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus Christ, why do I even try to rule these people? Yeah. Well, all he does is basically say, I'm going to rule you motherfuckers. I'm, I'm king now, and uh, you're a bunch of monkeys, and I'm the boss. And they all, there's one yeah. person who even uh, goes, oh, we've been had. <laughs> yeah, oh, Shucks. gee willikers. Hey. It happened again. <laughs> oh, stupid <laughs> humans. Boy, oh boy, when will we learn? We've done it again. Yes, it's his forehead. Where <laughs> he says, uh, the city is under martial law, I'm and martial. I am the marshal. Like, M- M- Megatron, those words don't no. mean the same thing. Like, they're not even spelled the same <laughs> way. Like, how was that written on the script where Frank Welker was started reading the city's under martial law and I'm the bitch, bitch, Bill? No, no, come on. I'm the- <laughs> There's people watching this shit. Yeah. And like, this, he, oh, this, he also yeah. says to everybody, hey, Burger's my partner. He's the one that screwed you all over. And yeah, they all turn on him totally pretty quick. Him Again, the these bus. humans turn yeah. on a fucking dime. They're like switches, And man, then the yeah. jets basically open fire in Central City. Yeah, they, it gets really violent really I'm just going to say this. Like, people definitely died. Like, they uh, knock yeah, down whole I mean, buildings. They blow up they, giant piles of cars. cars it's just and, people died. Yeah. And Megatron decides he's going to rename Central City to Megatronia 1 because <laughs> yeah. that rolls off the Megatronia. tongue. Megatronia. <laughs> what happened to New Cybertron? <laughs> Remember New York? That would have been a great... That's going to be Megatronia 44. <laughs> We're getting there. It's, gotten a, there yet. it's a franchise. He's just working his way yeah. up the coast, you know? So then <laughs> there was this line. I, I didn't see or read who the writer was, but I'm going to read you what Berger says to the crowd. Because, man, it's... Like, I think we had a theater writer get on this script. Here's what Berger says. It is over. I saw the Autobot ship like a silver bullet streaking towards the sun, and it collided, collided with destiny. I saw the end. They died in a cosmic funeral pyre. Holy shit. <laughs> it's like he's had that written down his whole life, and he just wrote in Autobots and crashed, or crossed out like, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been waiting to say this line forever. Um, so, But it's important to note that Chip is there, and he witnesses this being said. He hears the Autobots are dead. And then Spike decides, I'm going to prove the Autobots' innocence, even though they're dead. But, dude, everybody yeah. knows. You convinced They've them. They've been had. They know that the yeah. Decepticons are liars. They don't need convincing. 
Anyway, uh, Spike goes off, Laserbeak and Ravage run after him, and then Berger has this one moment of kind of good guy Yeah, he, he swats down Laserbeak with a boom mic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So there's and that. then Spike blinds Ravage with a stage light. And it's like, we've <laughs> yeah. seen Ravage kick yeah. so much ass. He's just has sensitive eyes now. It, like the, anyway. it seems the only uh, character on this show Ravage is powerless against Spike. is Spike. <laughs> it's like anybody else. He can knock them over. Also no problem. a, a sentient no. pile of silly putty. Ravage has a really hard time with that, too. Yeah. Uh, so right away, oh, Megatron stops him and uh, says, hey, Burger, you're going to get yours. Don't worry. You'll get what's coming to you, which we've heard this line before. But yeah. humanity basically gets sent to mines and factories, and, and they're filling and, energon cubes for the Decepticons. Yeah, and they're clearly, like, struggling mm-hmm. doing this work. Like, it seems the Decepticons could just do this and have it done a lot more quickly than it's taking humans they, to do it. Like, just, They enjoy the sadism of it. Uh, maybe, well, yeah, that's probably it, and, yeah. Burger's working alongside, like uh, everybody else. Megatron didn't give him any favors or help him out at all. He just sent him to the uh, factories to. The three cities were alive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he demands three cities now, not just two. Yeah, three cities. (laughs) But when he says that, he holds up four fingers. (laughs) Megatron's like, still trying to up the ante, are we, Burger? (laughs) And we go back to the auto. Oh, Spike feels a little bit sorry for Burger because Burger helped him that one time. We go to the Autobots, and uh, this was. Oh, this was one of those things. So many shows in the 80s did this. I remember watching like old shit like yeah. Bonanza and the Rockford Files with my dad back in the day. And there would be these, they did this too, where it's like, you just saw it from the wrong angle. Like, we clearly watched <laughs> yeah. that ship. We cut from the Transformers in that ship to the outer of the sh- outside <laughs> of the ship, watched it crash into the sun. And then we go back <laughs> yeah. and just conveniently, we get a half assed explanation later. They're all in Trailbreaker's force field. And Cosmos yeah. is, well, he's still got his computer all messed up, so he's heading towards the sun Yeah, still. it's like I'm still being controlled by Teletran 1, so sorry, I can't help you out. His, vo- his voice is really weird. It sounds like it's Michael Bell. I don't know for sure what voice actor does Cosmos, but it, it kind of sounds like Michael Bell. Same guy that does Sideswipe and uh, Prowl. Chip wants to sneak back into Teletran 1. He figures, I don't know, he can learn something. So Spike causes a distraction. Chip escapes. Uh, and sets off an alarm. So yeah. Megatron, this was another weird voice. He's like, oh, it's just a puny human. And then turns his head and orders Thrust to get Chip. But his voice was completely yeah. different, like a different voice actor. Yeah, it was it was something weird, yeah. And then Thrust takes off I don't know him. if they, like, couldn't get the principal actor in and just needed somebody, hey, just do a gravelly voice. It's their kids. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. But we care, producers. These guys in the almost having a midlife crisis, so they decided to start a podcast about a cartoon in the eighties. We care. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Chip uh, hides in a truck and gets a lift to Teletran. One. Yeah, but he does like all this Metal Gear he Solid does. shit first, hiding from thrust and shadows and mm-hmm. everything else. It's actually really cool watching like a dude in a wheelchair like outsmart an yeah, airplane. Yeah, he has to get like, behind certain walls. Yeah. Thrust swoops over and uh, yeah. yeah, and he gets in this truck and then very quickly gets. Off at tell or at a truck stop that's near <laughs> Teletran like One stands bar and grill or something like which this is my which, stop. I mean, look, he's in a wheelchair, so there's only so far he can realistically go into like dense wilderness and shit. The wilderness, yeah. That's so, like, gotta does he state just that, take like, a taxi. If you're sitting in this diner in this truck stop and you look out the window, you can be like, oh, there's the ark. Look at that. It's right there. Anyway, he gets yeah. in and thrust. Oh, he starts looking at the computers. 
and finds out that the rocket was destroyed and has a oh no moment, even though he already heard it from mm. Berger. So this is just yeah. another one of those things where somebody <laughs> hears something the first time and then reacts to it the second time. Oh, it was true what the guy who had nothing left to lose yeah. said. <laughs> anyway, Thrust arrives and... <laughs> it comes in through the I roof. Like, Why? Smashes it. The, the front door to this place is <laughs> always open. And this just... thing is wedged into a mountain, so he had to smash through some yeah. amount of rock first. That's dedication. Yeah. But there's this dumb moment where he's like, oh, your computer, I'll blow it up. And Chip says, no, that's <laughs> yeah. all we have left. He's a Decepticon. You just made it all yeah. the more fun for oh, him. You idiot. I feel sorry. You want a hug? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Thrust blows the motherfucker up. And because of that, yeah. Cosmos now has his own navigational abilities. Yeah, it's kind of a, a neat a mostly shit episode. It's actually a pretty neat plot twist because ironically, that breaks uh, Teletram 1's lock on Cosmos's mm-hmm. guidance that Megatron put yeah. there. Yeah, it so, was yeah. convenient but made sense. Yeah. So back at the wherever this power plant is, the Decepticons have all the humans. The Air Force are showing up now. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, 30, 40 jets coming in. and Yeah, they look like F4 Phantoms or something, but yeah. Starscream and company make wick work of it. Yeah, and it's like total recycled G.I. Joe footage. It must be, because as soon as they hit, they're coming down in the parachutes and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they, they blow about half of them out of the sky. The rest retreat. Then Burger, there's this just little cutaway where Burger's like, I've heard enough, and runs at Megatron. Yep. Megatron just like conks him in the head and flattens him. <laughs> He's okay yeah. later, but flattens him. And yeah. then the Autobots arrive, and Megatron <laughs> tells, or uh, Optimus tells Megatron that their death was just an illusion or a hologram, and I was like, barf. <laughs> yeah. Barf. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Deus ex oh, machina. Oh my god, right? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. The, they'll break up into a big fight, which is, this is actually a pretty weak fight because they just all stand there and shoot straight. Nobody yeah, moves, like, it, there's it nothing dynamic. the Constructicons there yeah. in the aftermath. Like, why didn't they form Devastator? Yeah. Like, it's the first time we've seen them in the whole episode. If, it, uh, if they were there, I mean, come on, guys. Do yeah. your thing. Not the breakdancing, the other thing. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just a shit on. fight, and the Decepticons get their asses kicked, and then they flee. And the humans, like, apologize to the Autobots. Sorry we did that. <laughs> Burger promises to disband his private army. <laughs> and this, again, I don't know who the writer was, but Sparky's like, hey, fuck yeah. face. They all quit when they found out what a dog lunch you are. A dog, dog lunch? lunch? Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> it's like, like, what word was in the script that, uh, it, like, it, it just got to the level where they were going to actually do the voice recording, and they're like, whoa, 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 no, no, we can't say that on TV, and they had to cross <laughs> yeah, that out. Why can we dog lunch? <laughs> dog lunch, but, shithole, uh, the kids will get it. What I know is, like, uh, Prime's like, a burger will face uh, justice or whatever, like, did he do anything illegal besides be a greedy asshole? Like, no. Th- everything he did was legal, wasn't Plus, it? Plus, even know. if it wasn't, he's white and rich as fuck, he'll get away with it. All right, so how fast is this spaceship the Autobots are on flying? All right, even the fastest human-made rocket in 1985 would... The fastest thing ever made up to that point would take a few months to fly straight to the sun. I mean, no stops at Venus or Mercury. You're just going straight there. 
they do it in like a day. So like for the sake of round numbers, let's say they're going 7 million kilometers an hour. Now at this point, where the heat from the sun is cooking them inside their ship, they'd have to be within 2 million kilometers of the sun, and they'd fly into it in another 20 minutes. And sure enough, the ship is destroyed, but Trailbreaker manages to create a force field around them all, which apparently protects them from the heat of the sun. They'd still be flying towards the sun at a ridiculous speed because of momentum, with only Cosmos to carry them home inside the force field. Now, I find it a bit difficult to believe that a spacecraft, even a fictional UFO thing, with Cosmos's mass, could halt and reverse its own, as well as the momentum, of every other Autobot traveling at 7 million kilometers an hour, back up to at least 2.2 million kilometers an hour going the other way, which is the escape velocity of the sun, while in the gravity well of G2 main sequence star. Now, experiment time, get a cannon. Like one of those old time jobs where you pull the string if you want. Now pack her good and tight with powder and tie a string around a cannonball and tie the other end of that string to a paper airplane and throw the paper airplane in the opposite direction at the same time you fire the cannon. Now did that help? No. Well, there's the end of a two-parter and we're going to head into another one next uh, week, I guess, with Desertion of the Dinobots, part one, and then part two. Part the first. Oh, so yeah. many. I wonder why they do so many of these. Anyway, um, I guess we'll see you then, next time, and until then, you can find me on Twitter at John Sobe. You can find Paul on Twitter at pmcpherson1. Yeah, you make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app. Do that. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Do all of that stuff, and until next time... And don't do any of my crazy experiments. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See you next time. How do you make a baby?